ever hear a voice putting you down and then realize that voice is actually you? Today on Awaken and Ascend, my guest Meryl Hayton is joining me from New Jersey to guide us in shutting down our inner critic. Meryl is a spiritual beach-loving cat mom helping women reclaim their self-worth, self-trust, and confidence so that they can feel safe and stand in their power, feel self-assured to courageously own who they are, and boldly follow their intuition to create the relationships business, and life they want with no regrets. She loves guiding her clients to uncover and remove what's keeping them stuck in life and through healing and transformation of their inner critic by building a loving and accepting relationship with their past, their emotions, and their nervous system. Meryl, it is so wonderful having you here today. Thank you so much. This is a topic that, you know, not a lot of people will admit that you know, usually we hear voices from our parents and schools and teachers and authorities and government officials and so on, you know, telling us who we should be and who, what we shouldn't be or should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And yet a lot of that time, that critic is coming from ourselves, our own negative self-talk. And so you bring up such an important topic today, and I'm really grateful that you're here and joining me. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yes, absolutely. And I'm curious what lit your path. Like, how did you come to recognize this inner voice, this inner critic? And then more importantly, how to shut it down? Yeah. Um, I was just, you know, felt as a very, very young child um, that I had a lot of sadness. I felt lonely a lot, even though I was always surrounded by friends and, you know, family and, and stuff like that. I just kind of never really felt like I fit in or that I was connecting with the right people. And, um, I had a lot of self-judgment and yes, some of it did come from other people, you know, like, um, my mother was critical, but, um, it's not just what we hear and receive from other people. It's what we don't get mm. that makes us question ourselves. Right. So I didn't receive true unconditional love and encouragement to really feel like I could own who I am and not look for it outside of myself. Right. So that's what I ended up learning. But, you know, so I've just been on this lifelong journey of how to feel happier, really, you know, how to be happier, how to let go of my own nervousness and, you know, anxiety and fear and worry and doubt and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. It led me to the coaching industry. And um, my first coach did EFT tapping. Uh -huh. Talk about that today. Um, and that is the main modality that I use in my coaching practice because it helps me and my clients manage their emotions, um, heal from their past, regulate their nervous system. It just, it does the job, you know, for everything. So I mix that with practical coaching, spiritual coaching, law of attraction, manifestation, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and some energy healing as well. 
Wow, that's amazing. That's an amazing journey and such an important path for us to be taking. If we want to be living in an empowered way, if we want to be living in a way that's more fulfilling and that creates deeper life satisfaction. In EFT, for those who may not recognize emotional freedom technique or tapping, meridian tapping is one way that we can access what? Meryl, what do you find that people are able to then access when they're experiencing EFT? So most clients who come to me suffer from anxiety, right? So we want to meet ourselves exactly where we are at. So I'm feeling anxious, right, is where we would start. And well, what's that like for you? Oh, well, that, you know, I have this tightness in my chest. Oh, you have this tightness in your chest. Okay. So we would work with their words and their truth and exactly how they're feeling. And as we tap, it starts to just clear out of the system, right? And then their wisdom really has the guidance, like the the, the divine downloads of the guidance of where we need to go next are actually able to come in because mm-hmm. we've cleared the clutter, some of the emotional clutter out of the way. So I'm here as their guide, as your detective, right? Asking the right questions, telling you how to tap, we're doing it together. And, um, you know, once, once we remove, as I said, you know, some of the stuff, it allows us to go deeper and layers deeper. And it is at my at your readiness, right? It's not that I'm forcing anybody to go to, we have to heal this thing from your past, right? It's, it's you know, when they're ready to do it, it will come in and they'll say, oh, I have this, you know, event from my past that came in. Oh, well, what happened? Oh, I don't know what that has to do with what we're working on. And I say, it's always connected, right? It's always connected. So we'll go into that event and, oh, well, what's intense? What's emotional? What's coming up about that event? And we kind of go into that event and we use techniques in order to wipe that, the emotions out of that event, right? So we're always trying to iron everything till it becomes neutral. Mm, To neutralize it. You have the memory, but it's just like going, yeah, I went to the store to buy a sweater. It's kind of like that, you know, kind of a statement. It's just the story. And that can be for trauma, right? It absolutely can happen for trauma mm. um, because I've done it with my clients. Incredible. So when you're able to do the de- you know the deeper diving, and I call it like emotional archaeology, we go and we dig in there. and you know, the tapping allows my allows you to, do the digging without being re-traumatized. So the tapping helps to keep everything nice and kind of balanced. And I watch every little movement and, and read your energy with, you know, as we're going along so that I can tell exactly when you're starting to feel a little intense or a little anxiety or a little something coming in. And I'll say, do, do we need to stop? Do we need to pull over? Right. And just kind of pause here for a moment, collect, collect your yourselves. Right. And then when they're ready, we go back into it. Right. So there's always this balancing and managing of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can safely move through 
healing trauma, you know, and, um, and it doesn't have to be big T trauma. I didn't have any big T trauma necessarily, um, growing up. Um, I had lots of little T traumas. Um, I mean, you know, I, one thing that happened was my father, um, did die home alone with me when I was 17. Um, and you could say that was a big T trauma. Um, and you know, but I didn't, I didn't suffer like sexual abuse or verbal abuse or physical abuse, you know, or anything like that. But some of my clients have, and, um, some of sometimes it's very, very scary to go into because your nervous system is just, you know, immediately triggered and, you know, it's, they feel like it might be really scary to go through it, but once they, once they have cleared some of their anxieties and emotions out of the way, they do feel more comfortable going there. Um, so it's, it's like an, this natural process that happens. And we always have what I call a flexible intention of what the work is. You know, we, they come to me with, I feel this way, but I want this. Okay, well, you know, this is kind of what I recommend we do. And then we get into our sessions and, you know, it just kind of, we just kind of flow from there. And sometimes you have to veer, it might feel like they're veering off track in order to get to their goal, but mm. it really is never veering off track. It's everything happens for a reason and is happening in divine timing for you. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like a snapshot of, you know, what would, you know, a, a session or, you know, working together would be like. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and I can see how it can be a very effective tool as well to be able to release the trauma without the drama, right? Yeah. To be able to not be afraid of the intensity, knowing that you're clearing that intensity, neutralizing it. And allowing yourself to feel safe in that and just recognizing it as a story, as an experience, not to minimize your own suffering in any way, but to neutralize no. it so that it doesn't feel triggering, intense and almost unbearable, right? That you just don't want to go there. And that's that's what happens sometimes is sometimes people are feeling those emotions, the trauma, the triggers, and it gets so intense that they keep stuffing it down. And to know there's a way like emotional freedom technique to be able to feel safe to feel it and know that it can be released and to have a guide such as yourself mm -hmm. going through that with you and starting yeah. where you're at, you know, it, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, not imposing values on it, like some other like medical model <laughs> thinking right. happen, right? That yeah. you're allowed to feel what you're feeling and start where you are and only go as far as you're wanting to go in that moment, you know, and being right. able to experience the, what, what can happen. <laughs> right, right. And it's also learning to love and accept yourself with everything that you have, everything yes. else you know, every emotion, every part of you, you know, who you are, because everything we do is I'm feeling this and I'm accepting. I mean, maybe you don't start with accepting it. Maybe it's just, this is just how it is right now. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those little, um, you know, those little baby steps eventually help you to really learn 
to fully love yourself, you know? Yeah, and cultivate self-compassion. 40 or 50 years of not loving yourself, it's Mm. not going to take a couple of sessions, you know, to wipe that out. But, um, you know, it's, and, and, and it's done at your pace, right? Like I said, um so yeah it's it's really a beautiful process yes and how often would you think that people would need to practice this for it to become a habit for them to be able to come to that place of love and acceptance and really to keep cultivating that self-compassion rather than continuously giving voice to that inner critic right well everyone's on their own journey Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still on my own journey. Um, and it happened, you know, healing happens in layers. So just when you think I I've healed that thing, right. There's another layer that's going to come up at some point. The difference is I welcome the layer. I welcome the trigger. Ah, yep. I see that that's coming up again. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. I'm grateful for those things to come up now because it's helping me to ascend. Mm -hmm. Right. It's helping me to just be a better version of me. Yes. Be a better version of you. And just keep, keep learning, but there's just a, uh, more of a curiosity and wonderment about it now, instead of in the past, it was, I'm not enough. I'm wrong. I'm doing it wrong. Everything's, you know, negative, mm-hmm. you know, the negative Nelly, you know, kind of thing. That's how I used to be, right? Things just don't work out for me or whatever, you know, that negative, that I don't have that loop anymore. Oh, no, you can transform that. And so are you able to so take us I, through a little practice? Yeah. So I, I just want to say, um, mm-hmm. I didn't really answer your question. So yeah. everyone, it, you know, who comes to me has a different goal and they have a different starting point. They have different knowledge, right? Some people have done a lot of work. They're going to move very quickly. Some mm-hmm. people have done no work and they're just open to this kind of work and they might take six months, you know, to get to where they are, maybe mm-hmm. longer, maybe a year. Right. But a year in your life when you've had 50 years of negativity, really, it's not it's not a big deal. Right. And I usually work with people if it's not severe trauma, severe trauma, I'd work with somebody more often. But typically it's every other week, 90 minute sessions. We do as much as we can in the 90 minutes. And then in between, you get what I call self-care homework. Mm. Scientific studies say it takes at least eight weeks to create new neural pathways in your brain. So I say that um, we work, we should work together for at least that amount of time, or you need to be working on the tapping on a daily basis. Maybe it's 10 minutes, you know, in the morning or before you go to bed, or you're just integrating it into your lifestyle in little bits and pieces. And it can start off very small. Um, And then you can get into learning really how to do it for all of your issues so that you have the tools and you feel in control of your life and you don't need somebody like me anymore. Right. That's, that's Mm. my hope, right. Is that you learn how to manage your emotions, regulate your nervous system and just 
you know, feel in control. And maybe you might need a little bit of maintenance, you know, here and there. And, and that's, we do that too, you know. Um, so what is EFT, right? I'll just talk a little bit more about, um, mm -hmm. you said emotional freedom techniques. Um, there's many techniques and it is an evidence-based proven holistic healing, healing method. And it's designed to dismantle and disrupt your emotional attachment to whatever's going on in your world, mm -hmm. um, your physical attachment to it, right? The physical sensations that go along with the emotions and the thoughts. And it's really helping you connect your mind and body together, your brain and your heart together. Because a lot of people who come to me are head focused. They've done a lot of the head focused work, reading, speaking to a therapist, listening, um, and maybe watching, but it's not connecting to the body where all of the stuff is stored. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do is we bridge that gap together and then incredible healing happens. And it can, it, it's absolutely can be permanent healing depending on how much work you do and where you are in your journey. Um, you know, it's like, there's no going back kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> you reach your point of no return. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds like all it really takes is a willingness to step into this, to be open to it and to release from any attachment to outcome or how long it's going to take or what you need to do and just let go of all of that and just allow the process to take its course, to trust right. the healing process, to take care of you in exactly. your thoughts, in your nervous system and those emotions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, what a lot of people are used to with traditional therapy is just talking about every little detail. And what we do is work on one thing at a time, even though we might go through starting one place, going to an event, maybe it brings up another event. It's still on the same subject, though. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're not talking about five different things that are going on in your world. It's we're focusing on one thing and we're constantly testing back to your goal and how you're feeling so that we're always on the same track and not falling off and, you know, working on different things. Cause then you're never really going to heal and move forward. Mm. So choosing so I, one thing to start with. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I'm constantly, people who are used to that, to that therapy world and, and all of the talking and, you know, spitting everything, every detail out, mm. you know, I have to kind of put my hands up and kind of, you know, okay, let's pa pause for a minute. I, I hear this one thing is bothering you. Let's just work on that one thing. Right. Okay. And then we kind of go through and eventually everything, you know, does come out. We eventually get to everything, but, uh, you know, you have to start somewhere and that, you know, this work helps. What I do is help people to get laser focused on exactly the most intense thing and, and what is going on in, in the details. And that's what helps to shift things fast. Amazing. So is there a little bit of a demonstration or a process you can either talk us through or take us through about shutting down the inner critic, for example? Yeah, exactly. So I'm um, going to go through the points quickly here and um, just tell you that this is the basic recipe, right? So I'm just on the side of my hand right here. 
right on the side of my hand in between the pinky and the wrist bone. And I'm just gently tapping. Some people like a slower form of tapping. Some people like to maybe just rub, but typically I do fast tapping, right? And then it's top of the head, right? So I'm towards the back, but the, still the top of the head, just using all 10 fingers, tapping inside the eyebrow. So right where the eyebrows start, right on the bone there, just tapping. And then outside the eyes, I'm right towards the, like the bottom of the outside of the eye on the bone. Mm. Right, and then underneath the eyes, right on the cheekbone. And then under the nose, on the chin, under the collarbone. So typically it's about right here. You can also do like a gentle fist right in the middle here. Mm -hmm. Some people do. And then under the arm, under the armpit, it's about four inches down from the armpit. So it's where your um, breastbone meets your rib cage right ah, there. Mm -hmm. You can do both if you want this way or tap it this way or both this way. Okay. So that's the basic recipe. There are more points that I do use, um, but I would just start simply there. And you can simply tap on each point and take a deep focused breath, like in through the nose. Maybe there's a little pause and a like a real, you know, forced exhale. Mm -hmm. And that will help to shift whatever is going on very quickly, bring you into a grounded, present um, calm, relaxed feeling because the tapping is actually tapping right into your parasympathetic nervous system. So it brings in immediate calming, immediate oh, to wow. whatever is going on. So you can take a break throughout your day. You could do this in the morning. You could take a break at lunch. You can excuse yourself from your kids and go in the bathroom or the closet, shut the door, right? Before you go to bed. Like I, when I get into bed, sometimes I'm just a little, you know, my, my energy is like a little heightened mm -hmm. and I want to, you know, feel a little relaxed. So I just might do a couple of rounds of tapping and breathing immediately. It just brings me right into, you know, just like more relaxation. So very simply anytime, anywhere, right. You can simply do that. Um, if you're driving somewhere, you can tap the side of your hand on the side of your steering wheel, um, you can pick one point and just do one point and tap and breathe as you're driving. You're late, you're stuck in traffic. Like there's just a million ways that you can use this throughout your day to um, like as a uh, prophylactic, right? So that you're not nervous going into an appointment or you're speaking or whatever, you can help regulate that. And then you can do it for after, after difficult conversations, you heard bad news, you're you know, you're upset about something, somebody triggered you, right? And you can use it that way. So I'll go through just some words right now that we'll do about, um, you know, I just don't feel like I have as much confidence as I'd like. And we can just start with that, right? Okay. So tapping on the side of your hand, you want to create what's called the setup statement and acceptance phrase. Um. And we say it three times to set it into our subconscious so our body knows exactly what we're working on. And then we'll just go through the points and I'll okay. guide you. Thank you. So could you repeat for me? Mm -hmm. Right, so you want to um, 
say out loud, right? And you'll repeat if you're watching. Um, even though I feel like I have a lack of confidence. Even though I feel like I have a lack of confidence. Right. And say it's a, a seven. Just throw it out there. And it just feels like a seven. And it just feels like a seven. I'm just choosing to honor how I feel right now. I'm just choosing to honor how I feel right now. And even though I feel like I have a lack of confidence. And even though I feel like I have a lack of confidence. And it's really keeping me from being able to stand up and, you know, say what I want in my relationships. And it's really keeping me from saying what I want to say in my relationships. And I'm just choosing to acknowledge I feel this way. And I'm just choosing to acknowledge that I feel this way. And even though I feel I lack confidence. And even though I feel like I lack confidence. I'm choosing to be open to the possibility. I'm choosing to be open to the possibility. Of practicing feeling more confident. Of practicing and feeling more confident. Top of the head. Lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. Inner eye. I just lack confidence. I just lack confidence. Outside the eye. Just lack this confidence. I just lack this confidence. Under the eye. Lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. Under the nose. I lack confidence. I lack confidence. On the chin. Lack confidence. Lack confidence. Under the collarbone. Yep, I just lack confidence. Yep, I just lack confidence. And under the arm. Lack confidence. Lack confidence. All right. Then I would ask you to relax. Take a cleansing breath in through your nose and blow it out. And let that settle in. Then we would go through, how did that make you feel? What was that like? Right? Oh, um, yeah. A little bit of restless and settling at the same time for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where did you feel restless? Um, kind of like in my solar plexus area. Okay. Shoulders, yeah. And your shoulders? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then a second round, we don't have to go back to this setup okay. statement, but the second round, we're not going to do it, but I'm just going to guide you, would be lack of confidence in my shoulder, this lack of confidence in my solar plexus. My solar plexus feels a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. My shoulders feel a lack of confidence. And you play on the words. So if this lack of confidence in your solar plexus had a color, what would it be? If it had a size, what would it be? If it had internal weather, what would that be? And then all those answers, oh, this stormy lack of confidence in my solar plexus, right? I'm just making this up. Mm -hmm. Lightning in my shoulders, right? You know, this lack of confidence that's like a tornado in my brain, right? And, and you just creatively bring in all of these words and it really helps to, to um, shift things very quickly. Huh. Uh, and you just keep going through the rounds. I keep checking in with the numbers and how you're doing. And sometimes the numbers don't work for people. We use traffic light colors, red, yellow, green instead. Um, and, you know, to, to feel swirling in your head or energy moving or shifting is very common. To feel a little lightheaded is very common. Um, to feel tingling on the tapping points or in your fingers is all very common. It all will shift. And mm -hmm. whenever you are doing any kind of energy work, you want to stay hydrated and take care of yourself and, you know, get rest and 
Um, uh, so, you know, that's kind of what a typical, um, you know, few rounds would be. And anyone who's watching, you you know, you can play with that. And I would just say, when you check in with yourself, if this is something that you're struggling with, maybe it's, I don't feel worthy or I don't matter, or, you know, you want to use your words, but you can start with this, even though it's general, it might not be your words. And you'll know if it's not shifting very fast mm. down you'll know you're not on the exact right words for you. So you can, you know, do some digging on your own and figure that out. But if your number is above a seven, or if you're really in like the red light, you want to do tapping and breathing only to get your number to seven or lower mm -hmm. and then add words to it because you don't want to increase your intensity. The whole mm -hmm. reason of using this is to decrease your intensity. Right, right. And so, I wonder if people might think, you know, well, I don't want to say like I lack confidence because then I'm affirming that and it feels like you're bringing it into your body. But really what yeah. you're saying is that we're feeling into that intensity and neutralizing it. Exactly. Right? You have to be yeah. with your emotions in order to move them and transmute them. Right. You can't right. just say, I want to be happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm ha That doesn't work. No. I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm confident. That doesn't work. Right. You know, and there's a lot of what I see out there, you know, on YouTube that does, you know, I lack confidence. Oh, but I'm, you know, but I'm going to try to be confident. And, you know, and they kind of talk you through this very quickly, maybe in a few rounds, mm. of, you know, being this person that you're not yet. And that's only putting a temporary bandaid on things. Right. And could be self-defeating too, because then you're not really loving and accepting yourself as someone who might be feeling like they're lacking confidence. Right. Yeah. Amazing. And so how would people get in touch with you to be able to connect and actually go through a session or to learn more about them? Yeah. Um, I do have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group, empowering community for women. Um, where I do, there's lots of free content in there. Um, and then I have a website, merylhayton.com. Everything is under my name. Um, I have blogs and videos, vlogs, and, you know, do um, inspiring newsletters and everything. So there's a lot out there. Um, I have a YouTube channel and everything so amazing so you have it <laughs> you have it spread out it's all available you're available and yep. yes people can just soak it up to read about it learn about it listen about it or to actually connect and we'll have those links in the show notes for people to book sessions to book a consult to find out more to get in touch with those blogs and the youtube channel and so on and the facebook group and i wonder if there's any other words of wisdom that you want to share today for the audience I mean, something that I always come back to is life is really happening for you and not to you. Right. And when you're in the to you mode, you're feeling like a victim. You're feeling like it's never going to happen for me or, you know, and it's it's hard for you to take responsibility for where you're at. Um, but I want you to know that everything is happening for you. Everything. Amazing. So every difficult situation that you think you're in is all here for a reason. <laughs> it's all for a reason. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Meryl. It's been such a wonderful pleasure and surprise to have you here today. I'm so grateful. Thank you. 
My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm Jennifer Regular, the Soul Illuminator at Lighting the Path and also host of this show. And I invite you to join us every week on Awaken and Ascend. You can hit the subscribe so you know what's coming up next. And know that I appreciate you, each and every one of you that have been listening and watching today. Thanks for being here. We'll see you again next time. Sure. <laughs>